On today's episode of There Will Be Crossbows, James has a good stretch. John casually looks through all the crossbows archives, and both of them are shocked at the things they said once upon a time. All this and more on There Will Be Crossbows, the world's first and only improvised long-distance podcast. Welcome to There Will Be Crossbows. I'm John, I'm one of your hosts, and you'll be hearing from James in just a little while. Today's theme is the word lazy, and we've taken this to heart. Since the theme is lazy, we decided we are not going to record anything new this week. Instead, we're going to rely on things we've already recorded. So we're going back and including some scenes that had to be cut for time, we went back into our archives from the before times, and we're bringing back some of our favorite sketches and commercials and songs. In any case, you're going to have a great time being reminded of things that you once loved, and you're going to be introduced to some new stuff as well. I can't wait for us to all experience this together. It's going to be great. Remember, if you enjoy There Will Be Crossbows, share our podcast with a friend. Encourage your friends to subscribe to our podcast. And if you don't like our podcast, well, send it to one of your enemies and make them listen to it. Here we go. Let's dive in. I'll see you on the other side. There Will Be Crossbows presents Scenes from the Vault. Hey, it's James. The next couple sections are formats that we used to do in the old days of There Will Be Crossbows, but we phased out for our reboot, so consider this a history lesson. Before we could do scenes over Zoom, John and I had a segment called Messages, where we would record monologues and send them to the other one to respond to, so you're about to hear what that sounds like. We also used to have a segment called Questions and Answers, where we'd take questions directly from fans, so that's coming up as well. Enjoy, and if you like these formats and want to see us bring them back, drop us a line, let us know. For questions and answers, where you ask the questions that have been rattling around in your brain case all week, and we give you the answers you need to fix that clunking sound. Today's question comes from loyal listener Jerry. Jerry asks, can you give me a recipe to fix dinner in the slow cooker? Hey Jerry, embarrassing and maybe stupid question, but that thing, that little ceramic pot, was a slow cooker? Like for food? Because up until now, I have been using that as my chamber pot. Oh, man. Oh, it all makes sense now. Oh, Jerry, for God's sakes, do not eat what's in the slow cooker. It is not food. We are gathered here today to remember the life of John Robison, who was taken from us entirely too soon. John was a psychopath and known sexual deviant who spent many years helping other people pretend to be people who they really weren't. 
and be believable while doing so. In other words, John wasted his life, and it was his greatest wish that his life serve as an example to youths and to others, that it is never too late to do something productive with your life. John did not have much going for him. He didn't have looks or talent, muscles, money, friends, a viable future, self-restraint, good judgment, a nice car, an interesting love life, any love life, any sort of life at all. But he had a big heart. We can tell from the mess that he left on the stage where he died. You see, John had very little regard for his own body when it came to performing. And the audience that he died in front of, let's just say they have something to tell their grandchildren. It's not easy to completely impale yourself through the chest during an improv scene. But John accomplished it like he accomplished so many things in his life, half-heartedly and messily. Folks, thank you all for coming. We're here today to mourn the death of young James Nelson, who was taken suddenly from us. James was an enthusiastic boy. You could tell him, James, you can't do that. And he would just say, ah, you just watch me. Like if you said, James, you can't eat glue. He said, ah, just watch me. James, you can't drive the wrong way on that side of the street. Or, James, you can't stand on the track of a roller coaster and make a wrestling move and think that you're going to stop it. And he'd say, ah, just watch me. And that's why we're here today. There was a lot of things James didn't have. Looks, talent, muscles, money, friends, a viable future, self-restraint, good judgment, a nice car, an intriguing love life, any love life, any social life, any life. But he did have a big old heart. And when James loved, he loved hard. And if he was here, he would be absolutely thrilled that this funeral is about to turn into a short-form improv show. So with that being said, can I get a suggestion from the audience? Today's episode of There Will Be Crossbows is brought to you by Uncle Jesse. Do you find yourself in a family situation where you're paralyzed as to what to do next because of a recent loss? We recommend Uncle Jesse. Even though he doesn't have any experience in taking care of young children or babies, he'll learn along the way. Sure, he'll eat all of your food, he'll use your living room for band practice, and he'll say, have mercy, until you want to claw your own eyeballs out. It's great to have him around, because gosh darn it, he's just attractive. And even better, he'll even change his last name to reflect your cultural heritage. So if you're an uptight single dad with young children to raise, we recommend Uncle Jesse. He can move in today. These new jeans cost me $825. Oh, you poor, poor thing. Oh, it's basically shopping at a thrift shop. Mine, mine were a quarter of a million. I decided to go slumming it. That's quite a fashionable trend. I might have to slum it next week. I'm practically dating a tech billionaire. <laughs> oh, how quaint. Oh, how fun. 
Hey, would you like to snort some caviar with me? Oh my goodness. I've already snorted caviar twice today. A third time. Let's do it. All right. I just got this new golden caviar from a particular township in Minsk. I think it would be quite lovely. Here, while you're sharing your Minsk caviar, perhaps you would like some botulism toxin. Ooh. Now, where have we gotten that from? I had a, I had a can of old caviar that I dented up and let ferment. You are so trendy this week. You're such a hipster now. It's really fun. Look at this. It's a can of beans. I'll crack open a cup of my Fabergé eggs and we can make a little omelette. This week's episode of There'll Be Crossbows brought to you by the iTinsel iPhone app. Are you caught without utensils again, but you gotta eat? No problem. Just download the iTinsel app, which turns your iPhone into a knife, fork, or spoon. Or for 99 cents more, a spork. The app will clearly display the utensil you want on the front of the phone. And then, you can dig the phone into your food and use it to shovel the food into your mouth. The app will make realistic sound effects, as though it's a real fork or knife hitting a plate. And better yet, it'll make that satisfying slurp when you bring it to your mouth. So don't worry about packing extra utensils. iTinsel's got you covered. Only 99 cents in the iPhone store. Hey listeners, if you haven't noticed, we include a new song with every episode of There Will Be Crossbows. Uh, one of us finds a loop online, records half the song, and then sends it to the other one to figure out where the hell it's going to go from there. We're basically like the Postal Service. The band, not the essential, struggling government institution. By stamps. The following song is one that we recorded in the summer of 2013, and we thought that you'd enjoy hearing it. I'm a beast, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a beast. I'm a, I'm a beast. Beast. I'm a beast. I went out at night in the deep of the woods Was gonna bring my old granny some flowers and baked goods But as I approached her cabin, I hear a howl Something evil is on the prowl I swing open the door, and lo and behold My grandma is dead, bloody and cold I turn to run out, and then I collide With a huge fucking werewolf, his eyes open wide I try to run, but the werewolf's too fast he gets me from behind and he bites me on the ass He left me to die, but I lived on that day Now every full moon, I come out to pray I got bit on the ass by a werewolf Now I'm a werewolf too, what's it gotta do? I turn into a monster every full moon Every full moon The first full moon, it gets pretty brutal I tried to resist, but resistance is futile I ate some Girl Scouts and god those endorphins Then I massacre a bus full of orphans But finally it's morning, the fur goes away I change it to clean clothes and go on with my day I go into work with a feeling of dread My co-workers are eating the flesh of the dead Their limbs are falling off They've been reanimated, they're burning with the hunger that can never be sated. I run for the door, but one of them's on me. He bites me in the ass, and now I'm a zombie. I got bit on the ass by a zombie. Now I'm a werewolf zombie, undead as I can be. I'm a double monster, a wolf eating brains, eating those brains. I'm ambling around with a shuffling step. Not a running zombie, I've got no pep. Trying desperately to enter the shopping mall But there are no doors, so I claw at the walls I feel ultra-focused on eating the living 
like I used to feel about pie on Thanksgiving. When I finally break through, imagine my surprise to be staring into deep black vampire eyes. He hissed as he stood up to his full length, but I was undeterred with my super werewolf zombie strength. He was an old one, didn't take no sass. He knocked me down and bit me in the ass. I got bit by a vamp in the ass. An untraditional location, he had no class You've never met a beast like me, I will bet A vampire zombie werewolf, call me the triple threat The power of the ages, running through me Enjoying fangs and fur, this is the new me The saps from underworld, eat your heart out Or leave it to me, I'll rip your fucking throat out Now I'm the most powerful being that ever roamed the night Ridding the whole world of the human blight Flaunting my powers, not the least bit tentative I bring my destruction to the House of Representatives I broke right in and was instantly outmatched By the Congressional Committee that had been dispatched And just when I thought things couldn't be bleaker I was bitten on the ass by the House Speaker My ass got bit by a congressman now I stand there with him and refuse to pass legislation Turns out I was not scary in the least When the one in charge is an old fat white guy with the hairpiece I'm a beast, I'm a beast I'm a beast, I'm a beast Quadruple monster You bet your ass I'm a beast This episode of There'll Be Crossbows brought to you by The Squid Brothel How would you like to be loved by a squid? Well, here at the Squid Brothel, you can. We fired all of our beautiful women and hired a bunch of squids to do anything, and I mean anything that you want. Tentacles brushing your side of your face. Tentacles tickling your bottom of your ball sack. Tentacles tickling you up the anus. All these things and more, the Squid Brothel can provide for you. Here, some of our happy customers talk about the Squid Brothel and their experience. I'm a hard-working businessman, and I just love the Squid Brothel. When I've had a busy week at the office, nothing calms me down more than a tentacle up the anus. See? He likes it. He likes the squid brothel, and so will you. Here's one more happy customer. I just fucked a squid. See? He liked it, too. Okay, we'll see you soon at the squid brothel. And remember, two in the pink, one in the ink. Um... Great. For this next wine, uh, if you want to eat a saltine first, I think that would help. Uh, this next one is very fancy. I'm only going to pour you an ounce sample to start with. I'm not sure how to do this. This is my very first wine tasting, and I'm very nervous about it. That's fine. I'll walk you through the whole thing. So basically, Both of my parents were killed in a wine tasting. Look, we can ease in slow. I heard about your parents. It was tragic. My father didn't know he was deadly allergic to grapes. He had no way of knowing there was a grape in the bottom of his wine. You're very brave for coming back here and, and trying wine after it killed both of your parents. I mean, technically, technically, my mother did not die because of the wine. She died because of the winery murderer who was never caught. But it happened at a wine tasting. Hey, John and James. This is Ronaldo Grissom. I sent in a question a few weeks ago, wondering why my friends were all pissed at me. Well, you were right. It did involve nudity. I had been tub-booking them, and inadvertently sending them pictures of myself while I was sitting in the tub, playing words with friends. So, once again, John and James, you are the advice captains of the entire world. Thanks a lot. Oh, by the way, I've attached a little picture to this message. Hope you enjoy! 
Derek, sit down. I want to I want to help you review a little bit for the um, the TAT. TAT? The standardized test your school is making you, you take. I'm real bad at tests. Derek, this thing's going to pretty much predetermine your collegiate future. Maybe I could just go play Xbox and you study. I can't take the test for you, son. So you're telling me I'm going to have to take a test? You're going to have to take the test, Derek. There's no way around it. And if you fail this thing, I can't... <sighs> I can't emphasize enough how disappointed your mother and I are going to be in you. How limited your options will be for employment going forward. Okay, fine. I'll study. I never studied before. I hate it. I hate it and I hate you. I know you're angry. I know you're upset. And this is a tough time. Come here, kiddo. Uh, All right. The first, um, there's a science portion. It's about, it's going to be 600 questions here. Oh, God. Science. Did you say 600 questions? 600 questions. That's just the science part. I just thought you said this was science and not math. Oh, no. There's math. There's 800 math questions. Um, yeah. There's... um. 60 geophysics questions. Geos and physics? It's a 4,000 page test, Derek. This seems like an extremely punishing test. It is a lot for an eight-year-old, but I believe in you. Hi, it's me, John, again. Remember earlier when I told you that this was all recycled material? Well, that was only partially accurate. James and I actually did a little bit of new work for this one. We took one of our songs from back in the old days, and we updated it so that we like it a little bit better. And so we'd like to present that to you here for the first time ever. Please enjoy Metaphorical Houses 2020. I build my house with sticking stones, then a big storm comes and blows it down, blows it all down. So now I get my things, I begin, I'm gonna start all over again. I build my next house out of straw, then a big wind comes and blows it all, blows it all away. I watch them as they fly in the sky, a piece falls in my eye, I try not to cry. I should've known the straw wouldn't stay there very long, I gotta start new while I'm still young. I build my next house out of glass, then I throw a big stone, it comes down in a crash, comes down in a crash. Now the walls are all shattered, the pieces are scattered, it doesn't matter, I try once more, who knows what for. It's time to start house number four. I build my next house out of love, then my baby goes away. It crumbles to dust, she broke my heart. Broke it apart, left with the pieces, and I'm going back to the start. I don't even know which way to go. Whoa-ho-ho-ho. These words I sing, they're a metaphor. I'm not literally building lots of houses. It's a symbol of my various struggles in life. Metaphor is a common literary device to make the lyrics I sing more interesting. I hope it's working. You see, as a songwriter, I feel better, so much smarter when I explain myself that way. You all know how freaking smart I am. I'm so smart and I'm clever. Because I know how to use words to make you feel emotions like sadness and anger at storms. Get ready, cause now that you know how awesome a writer I am, I'm gonna kick it all up a notch. It's about to become more esoteric and harder to understand. Just remember as you listen that I'm talking about love even when it seems like I'm not. I'm talking about houses and storms, not true. It's still talking about love. Here comes the metaphor. One, two, three, four. I built my next house out of your bones. 
They gave it structure and disease-fighting capability. But a storm knocked it down. Then I built my next house out of music, which was thrilling and happy, but it was no match for the crescendo of storms that came next. It was just music. It had no storm-fighting capability, and so the storms knocked it down. I build my next house out of the storms themselves. Now I live safely inside the storm where nothing can get me at all. Except the metaphor. Except the metaphor. Uh, sir, going into the primary tomorrow, uh, we've got some recent poll numbers. Uh, it's painting a pretty bleak picture. Uh, you're going to have to be more specific. Because uh, bleak, that, see, that doesn't tell me nothing. What I need is I need numbers. I need numbers that I can see with my eyeballs and smell with my nose and swallow down my throat and then pass through my lower intestine. All right. Uh, I will be as specific as I can. We are projected to lose uh, Wisconsin by about... No, no, nobody cares about Wisconsin. Wisconsin's a loser state full of losers. All right. Well, determined the last election, so there's some potential there. Um, that last election, it was a fraud and nobody cares about it. Nobody even remembers that last uh, election. So uh, Wisconsin can go, uh, as they say, uh, fuck itself in the cheese hole. All right. Uh, message received loud and clear. Did you want me to continue? I've got some other states. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is what the status meeting is all for. Uh, you, you tell me a state that we're winning. You tell me a state we're losing. We'll deal with it because that's what we do. Campaign is we deal with shit. As far as states were winning, um, well, it's not a state, but Puerto Rico's looking good. No, Puerto Rico, it, it, you know, if I'm elected, it's going to become a state. That's going to be the first state. Delaware, out the window, we're putting Puerto Rico there. It's state number one from now on. It's my favorite state. You ever been to Puerto Rico? It's got great fries. Does it? I didn't know that. They're famous for their fries. Number one in fries. I think you have to suspend your campaign. Now, suspending my campaign, that seems like the opposite of what I would want to do. But we're not projected to win any states or territories. Mathematically, there's no way you can kind of pull through this. So unless it's a complete upset. So here's the thing is I've never had any use for math. What has math ever done for us? Nothing. That's what I'm proposing. We throw math out the window. And what we bring in instead is we bring in people that uh, read crystals. Okay. Sir, my entire job is based around math and statistics, which you hired me to do. Are you firing me and trying to replace me with somebody who's going to read crystals for you instead? Cut to three hours later. All right. I, I smell your essential oils coming from down the hallway. Yes. Smell the crystal. Smell it. It smells of peony and success. Yeah, that smells like victory to me. We're going to win all them states and territories. I'm seeing a vision. You are going to win every state, not just in this country. You're going to win every state in every country. You're going to win the entire world on Tuesday. That's the kind of positive thinking that I've been looking for in my campaign. You see, that's fine. That's fine. We need to find that other guy and kick him in the back. Uh, I'm still here. I was just packing up my desk. What did you just say? Uh, come here. I'm going to kick you in the back. I don't have to take... Ow! Ah! Screw this. I'm going to go work for Howard Dean. All right, friends. That wraps up our lazy episode of There Will Be Crossbows. I hope you enjoyed our compilation of miniature audio masterpieces. Each one is refined and sculpted as a lock of hair on the statue of David. Not Michelangelo's David, but my friend Ralph's statue of David that he made out of recycled milk containers and sold on Etsy for $6 plus shipping. Thanks to John for compiling and editing today's show. And as always, thank you. If you've been listening to us for a few weeks, we'd love to hear from you directly about what you're enjoying. So shoot us an email at therewillbecrossbows at gmail.com. All right. Good talk.
We'll see you soon.